Well, hey. How's it going? Big Bob. Bob -boo. Bob. Big Bob. And here we go. Episode number 27. What? Uh, it's, back. it's like when you actually turn 27, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, for everyone at home, last two weeks, things were different. Now it's normal again. Woo! I missed you guys. I missed you guys. Remember these days? Remember these Mondays? You were there that first Watch week. This. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, and then we figured out let you guys have your own. I don't want to horn in on your uh, solo <laughs> casts, you know. No, we did. We had a good week last week. Uh, we that was good. That was awesome. Company of uh, of Nabber uh, at, at can, Nabber Andrew McNab, who can be followed at uh, at. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he said Nabber underscore busy. Is this thing on? And it wasn't. <laughs> and it, it wasn't. wasn't. Yeah, but you already heard it. Nabber underscore busy. Thank One you. more time. Nabber underscore busy. Wicked. Busy. Nice. Oh, so it doesn't include the existing. So, Jabril, that's where all the dick pics go. <clears throat> right? Jabril, who, uh, by the way, is not here tonight. So, I'm looking down the barrels. I'm right still now. not letting him. I'm still not letting him get off on this dick pic thing. Like, he's got to talk about this with someone. Yeah, we're, well, we're going to have a, a dick pic conversation. An intervention? Someday. Well, oh. I don't know if it's an intervention because there's, there's people who are on, on his side. People that agree that you need to get with the times. I need to get with the times. Get with the dick, dick pics. Get with the dick pics. Yeah. Now, also that is a slippery slope. <laughs> also, Jabril the Thrill, uh, you missed your souvenir. So fuck you. He's it's here waiting for you, or uh, is it? Maybe I'm just gonna throw it out, and you had to be here tonight. Pawn it off. Jabril the Unthrill. I doubt he will. He's really a nice guy, actually, Jabril. Yeah, so I'm not. I'll nice. throw it out. It's just a token. But it's just a token thing. What are you trying to say? It's a token of what you, my love. What are you trying to say? You, but it's not something of it's monetary value. Just a, just, nice a just a token. Making mountains out of molehills. Just tokens. I got you guys postcards. Yeah. 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 I didn't even read mine yet. So I was gonna save it for after the show. What's going on right now? Um, no, I wanted to save it. Oh, that's nice. I like pleasant moments when they happen. Nice. Mm. Which means that I need them more often than not. Truly noted. Yeah. Postcards every podcast. Yeah. This is a postcard for postcard anyone who doesn't podcast. know. Yeah, it's a postcard podcast that Lars was in New York City, and this is a postcard from New York City, I assume. I don't know. I mean, it's written it's yeah. written on the back. You he can just order those things online. Yeah, he wanted to just order I didn't it. even go to New York. When he, he just printed he just printed them out. He yeah. was yeah, he was like he was like staying in an Airbnb down the street and just like printing shit out like I love New York. I'm gonna there's this guy on livecast with you. Woo, I hired this dude to hang with me. He's my brother. It's like, I don't know. He wore sunglasses and could have had a wig. You know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Could no, have been just was a actually total me. stranger. Yeah. All your, I've been in a green screen studio for I was going to say, days. all your Instagrams have just been green screened. It's like, yeah. It yeah, man. I don't do any of this shit for real. All right, so I'm going to interrupt our normal random wake just for a moment. I, I'd like to say it is just after 11 in the, in the evening on... November 11th, and that can only mean one thing in this uh, fine free land of ours, that it is Remembrance Day. It was probably 11-11 when we started on the 11th. So. It's 11-17 right now. So and so you know close. what? You know what? I just want to take a split second. I don't have a hat on, which I normally do, but it's snowing, so I took mine off. I just want to take a split second and say um, all of us here at 39DD Show, for one reason or another, um, respect and, and cherish those who serve and those who risk their lives for um, honor, peace, and the future. And you know what? To that, since we're not the kind of show that does a moment of silence, we don't have that kind of time. We're gonna 
we're going to drink to you guys instead. I think most of you by this point, after watching that shit all day, are drinking too. So, one for you, boys and girls. Yeah, thank, uh, thank, much thank obliged. You. Thank you for everything. Anyhow, sorry. Now we've had our serious we moment did, for the day. We didn't stand because our producer and our focus pillar would kill us. So, just be wary. We thank you. Um, so, that's that's part of the common day politics. It's uh, up to date with where we are. Um, well, I mean, the truth is that's also... I mean, it, the freedoms to have these shows, the fact that I was such a reckless, uh, crazy lunatic my entire life, <laughs> is also due... Almost certainly to the freedoms of the country I live in. Yeah, the fact like, there's that there's a lot can... of places I couldn't have got away with the behavior I had just just wouldn't have flown or, at all. Or the right? fact that we could sit here, talk about it, publish yeah. it publicly, freely. freely. Yeah, it's pretty great. Most so, countries, you would have been repeatedly beheaded. Been beheaded. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of places where you I would have, have spent many, some would have spent some time. You as the many heads words. rolling. It wouldn't have been drunk tank. No. It would have just been like the headless Execution tank. Or or like one by one, like cut off, like our like re-education yeah. camp forever. Your, it like, would be your arm, and then your hand, and then your foot, and then your leg. Do you know why you drink so much? Yes. Good. To the camp. There are only five lights. Five lights! Like, have a Picard moment there? No. <laughs> I totally, no, I, 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 like I said, I completely, completely adore the country that I was born and live in. Mm. I mean, honestly, this place is unlike any other place in the world. And this city, Toronto, shout out Dot, 100%. World this class. City, this You're city is unlike any other town I've ever been to, and I haven't traveled the world, okay? I'm not going to like claim to be some kind of globe-hopping, you know. Globe-trying. Yet. Yet. Yeah. We're taking this global but, very soon. But I can tell you this. My experiences across North America have been reasonably diverse, and Toronto was unlike anything I've ever seen or heard of. As Lars might call it, the 416. So. Yeah. <laughs> in the 416 <laughs> we're starting we're starting something new you know everyone calls it the six can we just start we're fuck you shift drake it to it's the, the 416 what <laughs> and i just picked a fight that with drake's crew at the same time people. it's yeah, going yeah. viral Let's fuck you that. drake it's a 416 yeah <laughs> come down in my neighborhood what 416 yeah actually uh not fuck you drake we would love to have your involvement in any form yeah come on come on our show a show you want to love you and your producers and your episode yolo for life uh, Ovo or Yo, whatever. We, and, we, and we swear, we're not going to butt lick. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. How does it taste? Mm -hmm. uh, for, there was a little laughter in the uh, audience here, too, momentarily, because uh, we have beer cans uh, passing around, obviously. And there's a tall can. I mean, just for reference sake, that's a tall can. That's a stubby. There's a beer can passed out, and it's a very large can, but it was held by a very large man. And so uh, it's just kind of funny when you, when you have a large can like this. And, uh, Do you want to get the effect live on TV? Nab in the audience is holding it. Who is a big, big fan It looks kind of like that. But it looks looks like that. Yeah. Just an appetite. I feel like, like <laughs> of all the beers here that we have, these are none of these are sponsors. This is not a sponsored post. But right now, currently, we have unofficially, we have McClay's uh, and Eastbound. Eastbound. And I'm going to say Eastbound by far they, gets they the win. They definitely got the bus can This going is a man-sized beer right here. If you're traveling, that's a giant if you're traveling somewhere, yeah, that's the kind of can you want. Beer, and that's what we have in the audience. Eastbound and Brewery, maybe we need to have a chat. We it's love delicious. you. We're, uh, you're right down the yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're I, in the hood. I, I, do, I face that problem every day. Beer, it is delicious. Oh, it's so good. It's, uh, it was an unexpected find out of the refrigerator. I mean, it's giant, you go, whoa. And uh, it's a pretty good taste to go along with it. So got my vote. Which, which one is that? What does it say on the side there? This is the Eastbound. Uh, it's the Hefenweizen. Hefenweizen. Yeah, Hefenweizen. Hefenweizen. Yeah, he's Scottish. 
Continue. What percent is it? Uh, it's 5.5. How nice. nice. Healthy. Yeah, what healthy else does it say on that uh, can right there? I'm, I'm curious. By the way, you're a, you're you're an audience member. You came to this podcast tonight, and now you just found a random beer. This is great. How fun is it to be yeah. at this podcast? Shout out to Mallory, who was just like, "You want a beer?" Everybody was cheers, and I'm like, hmm, hmm, "No, no <laughs> beer." And she's like, "You want you want a beer?" Yeah. You should have just asked. The beers flow around. I mean, it's like a river. You just got need you need a beer Bowls to just ask for and beer. Eastbound Brewery is just in our hood too. They're just like they're they're like below next door neighbors. Yep, we could of. I could fall out of the front door and land at the stoop. Right, and it's great because they Especially also. Especially put my boot to your ass on the way. <laughs> I was gonna say some with a little bit of help. Thanks, a little Paul. bit of help. They sell out of the fridge till like 11 p.m. too. So. Every night except for Mondays. Yeah. Which we got there at 8:57, and she's like, "Oh, you guys just made it. Just about to close her down." And we were like, "Uh, what?" Thank you, Eastbound. Thank you. Unofficially, Eastbound. this is not. Sponsored. So also on Rimmer State, we're going to talk about tactics. Oh yeah. And we're going to talk about you know 39 drunk disorderly tactics. What? Yes, Jim just screamed out, "Taken from the rear," which he knows is Jim. effective because of how many times he's been doing it. You of all people should know that if you're gonna yell something, you gotta you gotta use the audience mic. But no, I'm no, glad no. that you didn't. So no, no, please. it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm just, just no. It's, it's, it's best that we out him for it. I don't mind repeating what he said because it was great. I visualized him, uh, you know, taking it from the rear or, you know, leaping to the fore or. Hmm. Jim needs the extra filter of conning okay, the tower, whatever. Think about something Should to I say, be then reach for the mic, and yeah. then bring the mic back to you. And by then, if you haven't talked yourself out of saying it, then go ahead and say it. Should I be Googling take, taking yeah, it from the rear? Yeah, but then three other say. things going to my head. It's, by exactly. the time I do that, the first thought is... Exactly. Crazy. And we could have the last minute and a half of this podcast back stricken from the record. So we need to continue We, we can just on. fix that in post, can't we? We've said that. <laughs> there are so many things, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just busting your balls. There are so many things that get fixed in post. I'm actually four foot three. It's crazy. It's this. Right. It's this raising stool. It's true. This inflatable jacket. This is all CGI. Yeah. Mostly angles, you can mirrors. You tell because it's a vintage Jaws shirt. Like, they don't sell those for giants. Oh wait, they do now. Get out there and buy a vintage Jaws shirt. Thank you, Mr. Big and Tall. For like deciding you're gonna sell shirts that don't just make you look like chubby checker, that's really nice. And that's <laughs> really awesome. You bought that at Mr. Big and Tall? Yeah, man. I'm actually gonna, you know, I'm gonna big up Mr. Big and Tall. You're gonna big it as up? As ridiculous as that is. This is not a sponsored post. No, this is it's not a sponsored post, but I'm gonna big it up. Big it's unofficial. It's an unofficial <laughs> Bob endorsement, sponsor. just because, frankly, like, where the fuck else to buy my fucking clothes? But I'll tell you, you know what? The guy I went and saw was pretty cool. He was an awesome dude. He, he hooked me up. Got like a mad discount. You buy like normal shit, and they give you, you know, discounts yeah. and stuff for being a big. As long as you're actually big, you go there like you're a member. Here you go. You remember now. Blah blah. It, that, it's good. It's nice. It feels decent because you know normally when you're a big guy trying to buy clothing and stuff like that, it's actually a huge fucking pain in the ass. Mm. It's it's not just kind of ridiculous. It's super ridiculous. Like I want a pair of jeans that fits, and it takes like two hours to find one pair of jeans that kind of fits, and they don't really fit very well. Like a lot of guys can walk into like you know army surplus and just grab them off the rack, and it's like. Yeah, the, 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 well, they just stopped making shoes and stuff for guys my size. Like, I got in high school and stuff like that, I got used to going in and buying, like, the, the, the pair in the window that were, like, sort of a joke. Like, this is, like, for show. <laughs> what size are you? Uh, my shoes. 18. 18. Which is not the biggest they get, obviously. Like, you know, Shaq, I have bigger shoes than me. But, you know, they can afford it. I have to shop retail. Which means you walk into a store, I'm like, yeah, do you have anything in uh, 17 and a half, 18? And they look at you like you're, you're speaking Chinese or something. I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, no, dude, like, 
Well, we go up to 14 here, oh Reebok. Yeah. I'm like, oh, go. Oh. So of no use to me whatsoever. We can sell you a size 13 pair of sandals and your toes can just stick yeah, at the end. Right. <laughs> just, we'll, we'll just cut the tips off of these Converse and you'll be fine. Right? Like We got these Flintstones ones right here. It'll be great. How about two nines? <laughs> That's right. Two nines. Tuvenator and he totally <laughs> redeems himself. Really? 18, that was, that's good to know. Okay. That's better than my Flintstones. If you're joke. watching this right now and you make size 18 shoes, we maybe we need a shoe sponsor right here. Or if you're shopping ever, maybe you're at a Winners and you stumble across a pair of size 18s. And I guess I'll give a shout out to my shoe guy then, because he's never going to get a sponsor anywhere. He's just a little little independent shoe store at Maine and Danforth. It's called Shoe Avenue, and he's this little guy. He's amazing. Write that down. And he went and found me at the, at the street corner. I'm standing at the street corner in Maine and Danforth waiting for the fucking light to change. And this guy comes up and goes, sir, sir. And I'm like, I thought he was going to hand me a, a card or something saying, like, you know, I'm blind. You know, may change or whatever, right? I didn't know what was going on. Because people don't usually walk up to you and go, sir, oh, sir. So I'm like, what, what's up, dude? And he's like, I own a shoe store. I'm like, Oh, yeah? He's like, I sell big shoes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah? Oh, He's yeah. like, no, no. Oh, no. All in the neighborhood. Size. Looks at me. Looks at them. 17, 18, even 19. And I'm like, yeah? I'm like, is this a scam? Yeah. Like, you're like, you're like, you just and you show yeah. up at the store and like, you push them to white van and driven off to like, I don't know, giant slave camp. But no. I went to the shoe store. The guy's amazing. He runs this place like an old world gentleman would. You walk in, he's like, sit, sit, have a bottle of water, relax. He's like, what do you need? I'll bring some shoes out. Well, you just sit there. Put your foot on the thing. I'll bring the shoes to you. We'll try the shoes on. No, no, bigger shoes, sir. No, no. He sells belts. He's got the whole deal. The guy's amazing. <laughs> shoes sure. and belts. Wow. Oh, uh, got I'm belts. Wearing, I'm wearing a man's belt right now for him. He has the tools to retool <laughs> your belt. So he said to me, he's like, this belt has not, doesn't have enough holes or too many holes. He's like, come back. I'll fix the belt for you, too. Like he's, he's a gentleman, you know? And it, that's the thing. The independent store is always where you're going if to, you're, if you're anyone of any exceptional size, if you're short or you're tall or you're fat or whatever, you're never, the, the big chain stores are never going to serve you hmm. because they're a mathematical demographic. They're designed to fit this group of profile, and that's it, period. Because that is 99% of their business. And they know num- it's numbers hitting That's the... That's right. The and as long as they cover that demographic, demographic, it doesn't matter that they don't serve those small niche group individuals because they don't have to to make a profit. So we will always need a little brick and mortar mom and pop shop operations. Unless we get rid of all the weird people <laughs> who are outside <laughs> of those numbers and then we're all just... <laughs> All yeah, right, so Trevor just talked about genociding giants yeah. live <laughs> on, on our podcast. Now, <laughs> he's sitting less than three feet from two <laughs> I was fucking say, giants. Too, like, you do realize what you just said. You would probably eliminate like 80%. It was of a people. joke. There's like two. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor, yeah. this is the episode. Give it, give it a shot. Trevor gets canceled <laughs> yeah, on. Like, this yeah. one, this <laughs> one. I'm not. So like Don Cherry. <laughs> Ten years from now. Like Don Cherry, Trevor said Trevor said inappropriate things about giants on today's episode. And now must wear, like, I don't know, the dinosaur hat of shame or something. You know, it's funny because during the pre-game, during the pre-show outside, uh, it was was myself. It was... uh, 
It was Big Bob, it was Lars, and then Trevor. And uh, Trev was the little guy in the room, standing six foot one. He was the he was the little guy. I, I was the, the odd number out, so really I should be eliminated. You look tiny next to the three of us. I was looking at you like, are you a sick little girl? Or I, like And you know, the funny part of it too is <laughs> that uh, especially- No, 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 he's an anemic androgen. <laughs> it's, it's always the little guys that talk. So I'm not surprised. Right, Luna? Because <laughs> that's all they got. You guys are huge though. McNabb, how tall are you? I'm six foot six. Or as I like to say, five foot eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Two two hundred and eighty pounds, you know, average. <laughs> five foot eighteen. <laughs> that's the best. That's the let's make up one of those for you. Yeah, but six eleven's already kind of a joke. It's like Right. What well, what's six eleven f- five then? Five twenty three? Five foot twenty three. Five twenty one. Yeah, five five twenty three, yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> five yeah, foot twenty three inches. Nice. Three, three, three hundred and twenty-five plus forty pounds. Right. You look like a Viking. Yeah, I, I probably got some Viking blood. It smells like one. Ladies, like, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever torn a man limb from limb? Uh, I've definitely thought about it. Does that count? <laughs> no. 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 Well, sorry to disappoint you guys. And we're back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not disappointing. That's not disappointing. Because you know what? I'll tell you. I've never torn a man limb from limb. But I've broken enough limbs on other men to know that it's close. I think the closest I ever got was a spaghetti fracture. <laughs> and that's when you twist an arm. Oh. So, like, I got it by the elbow and the wrist. And I turned the whole arm. And it kind of exploded from wrist to shoulder. But the bone exploded. Each, you know, I don't, I don't know all the names, but the, the, the brachials and the radials all it blew up at the same time because it just we'll went to its max, it. right? We'll look at it. He kind of rotated over himself, and I heard everything go, just go. Hmm. And because I knew the guy, he, he sent out a text with his x-rays to his friends being like, yeah, I was, he said he was in a motorcycle accident to his friends. But what I found out was that it was not obviously a motorcycle accident. I was the motorcycle that accidented him. And yeah, it, it, his bones actually exploded. Like, did it, you know, like, like willow branches, like, do you know? They kind of like, if a broom handle were pressed too much and it kind of splintered up, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but they just sort no, of- No, you're doing off. a good job describing it Oh, like it a right kendo now, stick. Actually. You know, like in wrestling when yes. they hit each other with the kendo stick? Yeah, and, and the kendo stick apart. goes all wi- willowy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like that. Only, yeah, it's like that. Anyway, so I've done that. <coughs> I've, done the, I've done the knee kick where you can see the kneecap slide up into the, the, the skin tissue. Whoa, whoa. Above the okay, explain that one. What does that mean? You kicked him in the knee? <coughs> I kicked up into his knee and forward. Oh, so it just rips the, kneecap, the patellar tendon? The kneecap yeah. rips off. Right, and it retracts. And, and so it's sitting up in, in the thigh somewhere, in the lower thigh. As nature intended. So it's, yeah, as nature intended. So it's like this off-center turtle shell above where their knee should be, and a lot of screaming. I've also seen spaghetti arm. I had a guy try and machete me once when I was working at the door. And he broke the window <laughs> and stuck the machete through the, the window, the French glass doors. And... 
just like Lars has at his door to keep strays out, the, the plankins there, the, you know, you hang the, the line on. The red velvet rope? Yeah, Is that there was one of those to? poles sitting there. Stanchions? The stanchion. That's the one. And I grabbed, <laughs> I said the wrong word. This right? episode like, brought to you by stanchions. I grabbed the stanchion, like, and his arm's waving around like this, about this far out to, this, about, about this far, about to the, mid, the upper mid, just before the elbow, sticking through the window. And he's waving this machete around, and I just brought the stanchion down on his arm. Nice. <laughs> and it's in the window, and so it jams on the what's left of the glass that he broke, and then just snaps clean right there. Oh. And he makes this very high-pitched squeal. <laughs> and pulls his arm out, and it's flopping around, like, <laughs> like a spaghetti noodle. It's just the hands. Was he still jumping. holding the machete? No, it flew out of his hand. But like from <laughs> just past the elbow, was, like the el- yeah. to the elbow, his yeah, arm was solid. Still doing a little and bit then much. from just past the elbow, it just went wee, and was like swinging and flopping. And he's squealing, and it's flipping around like a tentacle, you know. And I'm like, oh wow, woo! Don't do that, man. Like. Stay <laughs> <still>. <laughs> <laughs> when. When his, from your POV, when his arm came through the window, could you see his face or body? Yeah. Or did you just see an arm and chop well, it off? No, it's a French, it's a French glass <laughs> okay. door. A bunch of little, okay. little rectangular panes. And he's pressed up against them, all angry. And his face like, and he's waving this machete around inside. And I'm like, backing up. My crew's all there. And I'm like, fuck and it. Just, First thing in hand, I just saw it. I'm like, yeah, perfect. Right. I just grabbed it and went, and it's like a guillotine, right? Just instantly. <laughs> Wiggle arm, you know? Yeah, Wiggle stanchions arm. are very bottom heavy. So yeah, if, yeah. You, if you get that weight up and swing it around, I got it right over my head. Crush. Like I picked up and just went, oh whoop, my like gosh. a battle axe chop. Tumble handed down on his arm. <laughs> just foom. And then oh. machete goes over there, and I'm like, yes, machete's gone. <laughs> and I see the arm doing the like the tentacle in the fucking window, and I'm like, yeah. oh fuck. That kind of <laughs> hurt. Like Trevor has a genuine look of horror. And right the cops there. came and the cops came and shut the show down because it was like a riot on the street. What happened was a reggae group came over the border, and they came to the show and they got to the border and got stopped for drug possession, and couldn't come over. So they canceled the yeah. show at the very last minute, like an hour before showtime. So there's a hundred people standing out front, all of whom decided to blame the venue that the band couldn't play as they should have. Yeah. Clearly. And they're trying to get, like, where's our money? And I'm like, well, Ticketmaster has your money. We haven't sold a single ticket. Like, what do you mean? We don't have any money. Like, we're taking a loss. We're paying staff, and we can't open. Like, wh- what do you want? And someone rioted, and this guy went particularly crazy, and then they were getting spaghetti armed for it. It's one of those things. The cops showed up, and they picked up spaghetti arm guy, and they came to the front door, and they're like, so what's up with this? And I'm like, I pointed at the machete on the ground, which hadn't been touched by anyone. I'm like, that was his. And I said, I hit him with that. And they looked at it, and they're like, They're like, yep, that They look at the broken sense. window, and they look at the whole scene comes together. It doesn't take like a rocket scientist. Arm goes through the window. You know, machete gets waved around. Stanchion clips arm Was just above elbow. Was there a dent elbow. in the stanchion? Tent, no, I mean, not at all. It has a really thin base. Like, I mean, it's like I didn't cut his fucking arm off. I honestly, right. in retrospect, I thought about it later. I was like, if that had been just a little bit thinner... That little bit of felt, the, the oh, felt what, pad on the, the bottom. Oh, it was the base that that actually hit the, well, yeah, I hit picked the it arm? Up, I picked it up by the top. Oh, okay. And swung yeah, it like yeah, a battle yeah. axe. I got you. Okay, Jim. That's yes. all right. All right. All right. Precisely. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Have you ever double spaghetti armed a guy? And if not, in the when, when we actually shoot the show, I have a visual of a of a like he would look like one of those wacky inflatable guys, but yeah. reverse. You get to you get to lose the, the, the crown of the crown of shame has been removed. 
Double spaghetti arm? Yes or no? With with no, machetes. I've never double spaghetti armed anyone. Although I did break a guy's collarbone on both sides. Yes. So what happens then? He That's just, just <laughs> yeah, sort of. Well, you just, can move your arms, but they're sort of paralyzed. Like you don't want to move them. <laughs> and that was not with a. And that was because I jumped on him off the balcony be in the show. of right. a bar. He okay. Sorry. Fine. Very simple. He's standing in front of the bar. I'm on the balcony. I'm near the doors in the balcony. I hear a radio call from one of the bartenders. This guy's getting fucking really crazy down here. I expect the guys on the first floor to deal with it, but I walk over to the edge of the balcony to look over and see. I look down. There's the bar. This guy has snatched a vodka bottle off the, the sidebar. He smashed it, and he's leaning over the bar trying to, to gouge the fucking bartender with it, this chick. So I climbed over the balcony railing. And there's a light rail, like a rig with. When you climbed over, like the big show over the top rope, like. <laughs> sort of. Exactly. Like I just stepped over the railing because I know there's a light rig about three feet down, and it's just a big metal pole with a bunch of lights hanging on it. So I stepped down onto that, and I'm standing there holding onto the the thing. I'm looking. I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing, Bob?" And I'm like, "Fuck it, you're engaged. You've committed now. Go for it." And the guy's right down beneath me under the bar, about twelve foot drop. And the bartender's like panicked and whatever. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go for it. So I drop off the thing and just boots first. Right? And I land on the dude. I land on his back because he's leaning, he's standing up like, Bruh. so the bartender, all she said, her description was better than mine. Her description was, one minute there was a guy standing there threatening me with a bottle. <laughs> and the next minute, you're kind of standing up a bit dazed <laughs> in exactly the same spot Buddy Guy was. <laughs> And He's there's this terrible, angry. terrible squealing, screaming, crying noise coming from somewhere. And I'm like, I, I balance myself at the bar. Sorry, give me a sec. And I go down and I'm like, no, he's fine. And she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah. What's up, Mike? I already told the medics on the radio to meet me here. They'll be here. And the guy comes down the stairs and goes, Bob, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay. So I move over to the left. What she doesn't know is that's me stepping off of the guy at that point, right? right? He's been pinned flat to the floor underneath me the entire time. I, so when they get him up to try and take him out, both his arms are not spaghetti, but the, he just can't, you know, he tells you he doesn't want to move them, and he's screaming every time they touch his shoulders. Because my, sh- my boots basically came down on his shoulders <laughs> between his, uh, so basically my giant feet just appear, <laughs> right? So she's looking at him, and he's going, Bleh! and then boots appear, and he just sort of <laughs> disappears under the bar, like gone. And I'm sort of crouch up, and I'm like, I mean, hey, are you all right? And I'm kind of like stabling myself on the bar, like, I'm like, hold my legs. Surfing like, bodies. I don't, great, I don't have a great knee, right? And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Good. How far was this from like uh like, like Well I was twelve feet up and he's like what? Like a, <laughs> twelve feet like a six foot guy. When I, I didn't like drop a jump on him, I no. dropped down. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty far. So that's I fell four three or four feet before I hit him. And just kind of <laughs> like Mario stomped him into the ground like he was a Koopa trooper. Yo, can I can I just say I did the fall arrest course recently for working in Skyjacks <laughs> and whatnot? And the way that the fall arrest uh, harnesses work that it's like somebody who's 180 pounds or 200 pounds drops six feet and then it stops you in that harness. Just that drop of six feet is enough to kill you. Like it's enough to crush your organs, give you major bruises and right. whatnot. So, so the way these fall arrest systems work is that there's a, there's a piece that kind of works one time like an airbag, like it pops out, but it's, it's a bunch of little stitches together so that when you fall, 
it engages this, this safety system and it tears these stitches apart. And that's how it slows down your force to be able to... Like so, a, that, so that you yeah. don't just crush all your organs and whatnot. Like a weird bungee cord kind of thing? Yeah, like it stretches? Like well, no, it's yeah, literally it's stitching. It rips It rips yeah, a oh certain yeah. tile's cross-stitching, like industrial gotcha. threads. Yeah, and it's gotcha. so, that, so that your force pulls the stitches apart, but the pulling the stitches apart slows your body so that you don't get tugged on the bottom. Well, the veteran medic who picked this guy up told me later, it, he said that guy suffered the kind of trauma that you'd get if you were hit by a, a bus <laughs> standing at the corner. Because I weigh, you know, I weigh a respectable 350 plus pounds, <laughs> and I fell four and a half feet, and then hit him and carried him all the way to the floor, another five, six feet, right? The impact on the floor is what really did the damage to his collarbone, which is why it broke on both sides. I just cleanly snapped and put his shoulder. Both his shoulder blades were like down here. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he looked like he had the really long, world's longest neck because his shoulders were like, his shoulders were like where your, where your armpits usually begin. You're just like, <laughs> and his face was all mashed. And I broke his wrist. His wrist was over the bar. Oh the beer, the bottle, right? So his wrist hit the bar, I snapped, about that. bounced up and went down. His face hit the floor, broke his nose, and his collar was was standing on. Got like whoop, pushed down, like you know. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. Are you hurt? Just my bones and organs. <laughs> I never once asked him if he was okay. I didn't care. You, yeah. you slap a bartender and then break a bottle and threaten him with it. You think bouncers gonna be like, do you know what I think your feelings are? I think we're gonna talk about your emotional problems. No, we're gonna crush your ass, like fucking pina colada. That's the end of that. Yeah. What do Believe you, you me. You signed your fate. If if that was, if you're a wrestler uh, or a cartoon character or Can anything. Can I get the numbers again? You hey, 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 I was in the middle of a question. I was in the middle of a question sorry. here. Come on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm the, uh, doing the math right Keep now. doing the math, but uh, thank you. That's K-Rock I'm right sorry. there. Go ahead. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> we're all good. But I do want to know the answer to this because yeah. I'll forget. Uh, what would that, if that was your like finishing move, what's that move called? We need to make up a name for that. No, no, no. You I've done pile drivers. That's just, that's just, yeah, that, I don't know what that is. Since I can't jump that high, and I don't know. It, it's got to be Mario related. It's unique. It's like, it's like, it's like the atomic drop or like fucking meteor strike, nice. Stalin's fist or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be ridiculous, you know? You know something about boots on shoulders. <laughs> Collar crusher. The replacer. He just you're standing there, and then Bob replaces you. The replacer. All right. So I was 12 feet off the ground. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Kareem. Go ahead. No, I'm no, sure your good. points it's way better. At the that time, was, I rated it was a left, respectable. These are left brain, right brain questions. A respectable like 375, 380 pounds. Right. Are you calculating actual <laughs> force <laughs> right force, now? Yeah. The, okay. The speed at which he actually hit the guy. Uh, so you hit the guy about at around 40 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Kind of felt that way. Yeah. Like he disappeared real <laughs> fast, like real fast. And on the footage, actually on the footage at the bar, which I wish I had access to, it's exactly that because the footage, you know, it's behind the camera, it's behind the bartender, right? So it's the bartender's head, no and this guy going, and all of a sudden, <laughs> something very large and dark fills the screen for a second, and then Bob bobs back up, like pops back up from behind the bar, and I'm like, oh. and I'm sort of weebling a bit because I'm standing on an uneven surface, which is this guy, and I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, first thing in my mind, I'm like, are you okay? And she, because we had sort of a thing. Like, the twin towers that. fell exactly the same way. And, and I was like, and I was like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. 
yeah, I'm okay. He kind of like slapped my face, and I'm like, bastard. I look down, I look back up, and I'm like, okay, it's okay, he's cool. Like, it's done. The replacer. <laughs> Shout out to... Because it's not even... It's not crying. I think, I think actually, I think, I think Preacher, the show, did his best when he's like, you ready to hear that rabbit caught in the trap sound now? And then he breaks the guy's arm in a really awkward way, and the guy goes, ah! Like that. It's exactly like that. It's these sounds that are not like normal human sounds. They only happen when you've been kind of mulched. So the guy's trying to cry out, but all he gets is, yeah. and this wet sort of, wet. a wet well, cry. Well, his nose is fucking crunched, and it's bleeding everywhere. So as he bleeds out, he goes, and then the medic comes over. I'm like, okay, and I step off the guy, and the other guys, other bouncers show up through the crowd, and I'm like, okay, he's done. It's good. Get him out. And for a second, the other bouncer's sort of looking like, oh, yeah, he's done. Oh, the yeah, fuck he did you do to him? And then the one guy just goes like this. He goes, and the three guys remember, oh, yeah, right. Bob was stationed on the balcony. And, it, and it, as a group, the medic's taking the guy away. He's like, and all, <laughs> yeah, you see three bouncers going, <laughs> looking up to the balcony rail. And I'm like, no, no, no. I came off the light rig, which is like four feet lower, right? And they're like, okay, so it wasn't like a 20-foot drop, which would have hurt me seriously, too. It was literally like, I, the guy was there. I could see his head. I could have probably have leaned off from where I was holding on the railing and grabbed the top of his head if I really wanted to. I'm like, no, fuck it. Just whoop. Like a Mario hop. <laughs> Just a little hop. Like, whoop. Did you know that you weren't going to land on his head and break his neck? Or no. <laughs> okay. This okay. was a for sure. It was like, here we go. The problem is, in situations like that where someone's being ultraviolent, like he was right. waving a broken bottle at a woman. Right. That's what I'm saying. He signed his gun. Here's the choice. Either I let this woman get stabbed or cut for absolutely no reason because this asshole is going to play being games, asshole, yeah. or I stomp on him like a Koopa Trooper. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Koopa Trooper time. Do 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 do. Pretty right? sure Mario got Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of hop off the fucking rail, right? I, and you can't think. The problem is, if you. I'm a fairly intelligent man. I would like to think about things. I'd be very happy to think about things in advance of the situations I get into. But if you spent that much time thinking about it, you wouldn't fucking survive it. Like when guys pull guns on you at work, when shit like that happens to you, which does happen, if I sat around and like philosophized on the best possible approach, how to do this the right way, I'd be fucking perforated already. You, you just know? gotta rely on instincts and muscle memory well, and training. Pretty much. And if you don't have training, then you've got to rely on being a lunatic and just going with your guts. Right. And I, I don't I, honestly <laughs> that was my next one. one thing I can say, Kareem our our, our Kareem, Kareem is much more trained than I ever was. And I've been doing this this violent game for twenty five years, you know, over twenty plus yeah, twenty plus years. You know why? Because fuck it. Fuck it. I just did it with madness. I'm like, you know what we're gonna do? It's gonna be crazy. We'll just do the most unexpected thing you can possibly do. So I want to tell a little story about um, stuffed toys. Can you also tell the story about how to defend against a crazy, naked, greased-up guy? Yes, I can. Because that's good, too. Yeah. Same era, so it works. So stuffed animals. I used to carry a small, fluffy pink bunny in the inside coat pocket of my trench coat. And I used to wander around with that thing all the time. And it was the greatest... It was the greatest bouncer additive street fighting tool I ever had. It was phenomenal. <laughs> because it is a psychological weapon of unmitigated proportions. It works on just about everybody. It's so shocking in the context that it's usually 
appearing in. So, for example, you're in a night in a night spot. It's four o'clock in the morning. You're surrounded by gangsters. Everyone's drunk and high on drugs and fucking drinking. It's weird, dark underground spot. Some guy starts picking a fight with you. And you stick your hand in your jacket. And instead of pulling out a knife or a gun or anything, you pull out a small, fuzzy, pink stuffed rabbit with a cute little button nose. And you look this guy straight in the face and you say, Bunny doesn't like the way you're treating me right now. And you nod the little rabbit's head, no. No, no. This all has to stop right now. And the rabbit's head's like, yes. And it's amazing how often that would end, like, really dangerous situations. Like, guys are about to pull knives on each other, but, like, there's a schizophrenic out at the bunny here who has to be seven feet tall. <laughs> I don't think the knife's going to cut it. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to trust the fact that, that, you know, this Jason Voorhees-looking motherfucker over here is just going to go completely horror movie on our ass right now. And the second factor of the bunny, which is fantastic, is you can toss it in the air or toss it at someone. And if they're already weirded out by it, they look at it. And looking up like this, right before someone steamrolls you, is probably the worst way you can look. Because you're going back on the back of your head. It's like the end of the fight every fucking time. And all it takes is a, an open palm like this to the chin. Just drag you, throw you on your skull, and pull your neck way out of alignment in the process. I don't know how many guys who are probably twice the fighter I am ended up like in headgear. Halo braces and shit <laughs> because they watched the white rabbit and should have been paying attention to the 400-pound guy punching them. So, hey, psychological warfare, it's a thing. We have something in common. Watch that was my signature rabbit. move in when I was a kid in snowball fights. I would zone out a guy by whipping at him, and then I would lob a high one, and while they were looking at that, I would just fucking smoke him in the face. Yep. <laughs> Worked every time. Dumb kids. Dumb kids, you could do it multiple times in the same snowball fight. They'd be like, oh, Yeah. I used to, I loved snowball fights, but I was such a bastard. I used to, like, like take time to freeze snowballs and, like, put gravel Ooh, in them and dirty. shit. Like, that's I was dirty. that kid, oh, you dirty know? fucker. Gravel. Yeah, don't Ouch. forget, I was the fat kid in the neighborhood, so I couldn't leave my house and not get ambushed by, like, ten guys, like, whipping snow at me or trying to snowpile right. me or all that shit. So... I, I came up with a couple of tricks. Like I said, putting in a plastic bag of like ice balls full of gravel on the doorknob before you leave for school in the morning. Those you were walk that half block to school with that plastic bag. And the first five guys leap up out of their improvised snow forts and start whipping snowballs at you because, of course, the bullies are going to do that. You know, my dad played baseball. I knew how to throw. I'd wait. I'd just wait. The guy would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as I got the shot, I, could not, I knew I could make it. would be like, eat it. Just. And you watch those gravel ice balls. Oh, man. They come in. And you just see the skin peel off. Like, whoosh, And the guy's like, man. Like, yes. Fuck you. 20 days a week of this fuck. 20, sorry, 20 days a year of this fucking shit, you assholes. You're going to suck it up this time. 20, oh I, learned how to, I learned how to defeat fucking towel whippings. The psychotic way. There's only one way. What's that? You take fishing weights. Towel whippings like what? Like, like you know, like, in the bathroom and, you know. In like, the change room, the guys would take their towels, wet the oh, towel up, okay. and go. Okay. <laughs> well, again, as the fat kid, I got a lot of that for a while, until I brought those little lead pinch weights that you'd use on a fishing line with me to school, and put three of them on the lip of my towel. And these guys whipped me as I walked by, and I was like, "Yep." Walked into the bathroom, crimp, 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 and the wet came out. Whipped the first kid, split his back open. 
like it was a cat in nine tails, but like literally just like just opened him up, right? Then I walked into the bathroom. It's a cat of nine tails again. What is that? Uh, it's a whip weighted with lead weights with little beads. Pokemon. Walked back. Yes. Walked back into the bathroom, popped the lead weights off into the toilet and flushed them, and then told the fucking swim teacher like, "Yeah, I just whipped with my towel. I don't know what the fuck." You know, he just sort of opened up like tuna fish. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened with that. It's crazy. He's bleeding everywhere and screaming. Yeah, he must just be a weak-ass motherfucker, you know? What can I say? All these pansies in here just bleed so easy. And all, all the bullies are like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, let's leave me alone because I'm done with your shit. Like, I'm moving on to the next level now. You want to whip me with towels? Okay. I'm going to do whipping thing? Let's do the whipping thing. Fuck you. Whipping. Well, that was it. I, wasn't real violent, I wasn't a violent kid by proclivity. I really wasn't. It just came down to like, am I going to be bullied by these assholes anymore? And the answer is no. And the greatest way to solve that problem is to show them, look, you're going to go one level, and there are like ten levels you don't know about, like just waiting for you, like the collapsing pancake of a building just about to fall on your ass. You have no idea what's about to happen. So fuck you. We're going next level. Told a kid one time, don't touch my pencil case again. Or I will nail your hand to the fucking table with this pencil. <laughs> he didn't believe me. He reached over again, grabbed my shit. Bang! Right to the fucking table. He's screaming. I'm like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? I just told you. I don't fucking bluff. I just told you. Never shit a shitter. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I, I, I said it before. One of my models about fighting. If you're going to fight, do it. mean it and do it right away. Right, right. That's exactly it. Don't bluff. Bluffing is for pussies and assholes, man. Straight up. Guys who think they're tough but aren't will stand around all day telling you how tough they are. Nether regions. Guys who are ready to fight will knock you out right away and then go home <laughs> and have dinner and not think about the fact that they knocked you out because you're just another casualty in their long list of stupidity. Uh, yes, Jim, they will have pancakes. Excuse me, is there an extra beer kicking around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's one in the fridge. Or there's one in the whatever. Ooh, here's one. Wow. wow this beer brought to you by Big Bob. Beer. Big Bob it's beer. always at hand. Beers and bowls. That's what we'll call this episode. What about the greased up man story? Oh, right. That. Greased up man story. So look, bouncer tips, hot tips, bouncers. If you ever have to deal with a greased up naked guy on the dance floor. And let's face it, it happens. It does. It really actually fucking does. I mean, this might be sweaty, pretty naked guys, too. So maybe. No, it's, it's hey, not. all you young kids at home watching. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so you're expecting young kids to be walking me talking about greased up naked guys? Jesus Christ, McNabb. What the fuck's going on over here? This, You guys are all sexual predators. That's what this is. I've been lured. Floor is yours. Nabbers. All right. So. Nabbers. So. So. Pro tip, pro tip, if you ever have the greased up naked guy, hot or not, in the middle of the room, you got to get rid of him. You can't just try and tackle him or grapple him because he'll slip out of your hands like a fish. What you got to do is you got to find joints, like the wrist. And you got to have at least one guy on each arm. You grab the wrist, and then you go, wee. And you pull him tight and keep holding on to the wrist. And then you lift him up from there, kind of like, you know, like crucifixion styles, right? And just drag him really quickly through the room. Because he can kick and squirm and all the shit he wants. He's not going to get much leverage. And really, it's all right. 
He's like a he's like a and stuck pig. And for those of you living in, in our great free northern land here, you know that much of the year it is a really shitty place to end up outside, <laughs> greasy and buck naked. Oh boy. So that's your pro tip for the week. Oh, secondary pro tip. If anyone pulls a gun out at work and they're just playing with it, they're a dick for sure, but thank you for that, Karine. That's true. They're definitely a dick. But more than that, the best way to deal with them is to walk up and play the same game, but with something strange. Like the guy's playing with the gun, and I, and I realize this actually works. It's like you twirl your tin cup, you know, or you like play with a beer can. He's like pointing the beer can, so you just do the same thing. You know, with the, he's pointing the gun, you just point the beer can and stuff, and you just like look around. You're like, yeah, you get really serious about nothing, so you can get close enough to be like, what's going on, Tex? What are we doing here? Why are there firearms everywhere? Because I've seen my coworkers handle this, and they're brilliant. They get in just they sort of walk up like it's totally natural. This guy's playing with a the gun. They're like get really close to them. They're like, hey man, should like stop playing with this gun. It's kind of weird, don't you think? Like it's like Parcheesi, but this is the wrong place for Parcheesi. Like, you know, like, is there a right place for Parcheesi? That's another episode's topic. But continue. I, at any rate, I'm just saying. You know, you, you got to deal with things the way they come. And if you're dealing with madness already, I guess it's sort of appropriate to respond as if you're kind of crazy. And that's one of the things about the booze can bouncing lifestyle that people don't understand. The reason bouncers act really strange and are very strange is the fucking people we fucking deal with day in, day out are extraordinarily fucking strange. The ones you're especially looking out for, yeah. Well, that's it. But even just the general people. I mean, I see about their best and their worst. They're super happy because they're at their brother's engagement party or they're ridiculously drunk because their boyfriend just left them or they're super pleased because it's, you know, whatever, at the show they love or they're hating it because the band didn't make it. You know what I mean? Like, best and worst, right? And that emotional charge, be it good, positive, or negative, is fucking overwhelming. To live and to deal with that kind of overwhelming all the time is exhausting. It truly is. It's exhausting. Right, Luna? Luna was she, exhausted. Yeah, she, was she gets little, it. She was being a little snorry <laughs> down she, there. Dealing with all those personalities, just yeah, right? managing personalities. Well, it's just the intensity of people's emotions at that point. It's not about, you know, it's, it's easy to handle mid-level emotional content all the time, but oh. intense, high-level emotional contact all the time is really nerve-wracking. It's like I'm not having casual, normal conversations with people. It's like, yeah, man! Everything is great! Or, where my boyfriend is. Or, like, I'm going to kill this guy. Fuck you, motherfucker. You're going to die. And, like, it's never anything like, hey, how's your night tonight? Like, that does not happen. <laughs> and when it does, you're like, what's, what's wrong with you? I, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Are, are you on drugs or something? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Side note, what is the nicest thing someone's ever said or did to you uh, on the way in? Has anyone ever brought you gifts or... One guy walked up to me, handed me a $100 American bill, and said, don't let me go home with men dressed like women. (laughs) He said, I trust you, and I forgot my glasses. (laughs) (laughs) And that was one of the nicest things that anyone ever said to me. Wow. 
Wow. I trust you, and I forgot my glasses at home. Yeah. Wow. It's great. <laughs> Jim just said he forgot his glasses. Yeah, meaning, like, I hope this bouncer misses me leaving with this guy just this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my due diligence against going home with a man. Now let's just uh, do whatever. Yeah, your due <laughs> diligence was, was taking the $100 note and uh, everything else was up to him. I took it. If I did. I was like, thank you, sir. Yeah. If and then later on, I'll tell you the truth, because he asked, later on, I walked up to him and I was like, shoulder, shoulder. He's like, what? I'm like, don't go. And he's like, what? And I'm like, you forgot your glasses, right? Don't go. And then I walked away. Not to be rude, but because he asked very specifically, I was like, you know, because normally I don't care. Do what you want to do, right? Life is life. But you asked me a very specific question. I'm like, don't go. He comes over to me. He's like, really? I'm like, dude, you forgot your glasses. Trust me. No. And he gave me another 100. So nice. that guy was really nice. nice. Really nice. If, if you saw him like a week later and he was like, hey, Bob. Uh, what the fuck? I woke up th- after the night that I saw you and fucked a dude that looked like a girl. Give me my hundred bucks back. Would you have given the hundred bucks back? No, I would have punched him. Because <laughs> that's insensitive. That's, that's just rude and stupid. I was like, I, I, yeah, you did your job. Yeah. Yeah. You took the money. That was. I also job. told him, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, look, that does happen to be a guy in a dress. However, since you've asked me now twice and you still seem confused. Maybe you just have to go for it, man. That's not, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, that sounds like that was just his own like psychological insurance policy or something. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Like and I don't mind making money on your psychological just insurance betting, policy. Just like right. against himself. Yeah. Basically. That's why it's like take the money, but he's gonna go for it. Like. Also, as an addendum, that's tip money. That money is taken. There's no going back. It's no, fuck no. Right. What Good money? Point. Gratuous. One time, one time there was somebody coming into the bar where I was working, and uh, they dropped a hundred dollar bill on the ground. I saw them do it, so I'm like, "Hey, you dropped your cash on the ground." And this lady's like, "Oh, thanks so much. Here's a twenty dollar tip for giving me back my hundred dollar bill." It's like, okay, this person's obviously super flush with cash. Uh, then they go to s- they go to scan in, and they're like, "I don't have my ID," and none of them had their ID. And unfortunately, that was our rule: is without ID, you can't come in. Sure. Because you got to scan the ID. You can't scan the ID. You can't come in. So he's like, oh, well, give me my 20 bucks back then. No, give me no. the 100 back. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, here, that's I'll done. G- I'll give you the 20. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Man, are, are there Are there other weird serv- – like, so that was a weird service that you provided for that guy as the bouncer. Like, you're like his um, concierge kind of thing. Are there other weird services that you've provided for people? Oh, there always are. Um, Or weird asks. Keeping guys or girls, significant others, out of places is one of the most common. Like, like, who do you believe? Well, it's, yeah, but that's it. You have, to, you, yeah. have to, you have to meet both of them. And yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Like, how so? Like, well, okay. So, a boyfriend, a boyfriend says, like, look, so I just left this girl. I don't want to deal with her. I know she's oh. gonna follow me here and try and fuck me up when I'm I'm, I'm out with other girls, whatever. Right. So you got to pick which one of them you're going to let in. I often go with neither because I'm a little bit heartless. Good point. So as soon as the story begins, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a fucking you problem. It's like, yeah, well, what if my girlfriend's up? Then she's going to show up. So you can both come in, and I can throw you both out together later. <laughs> or you can both just fuck off. 
and leave me alone. Right. How about that? Yeah, there's a hundred fucking other bars in the city. How about not? Yeah, there's like to... two thousand four hundred bars in Toronto, yeah. folks. Like you know what I'm saying? You can you can find another spot. That, that's other p- pro tip for drinkers out there. <laughs> You're drinking in a bar and you get kicked out of one. There are lots of others. So standing up front saying obnoxious shit like, I'm going to sue you, man, because you threw me out of this bar for your drunken obnoxious piece of shit. I'm going to sue you. Well, take my fucking card and call me on Tuesday, you punk. I don't give a fuck. Sue me. Go for it. Secondly, if you can't find another bar to serve you, it's because you're an asshole. You are an asshole, which means you should probably go home, buy another fucking cat, and resign yourself to the lonely life you're going to die in. Huzzah! World of Warcraft it up. 20 years. The most amazing thing about that rant to me was that you have business cards. <laughs> I thought it was great that he calls him on Tuesday because fuck Monday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Monday's my fucking day. That, that's what we need to get you. We need to get you business cards because you're not super down with it. I mean, we could also get you on Instagram the as well. At business card like says call me on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Big flip Bob, card, call Big Bob, call me on Tuesday. On yeah. and, no, my day. and there's no number on it either. Call me on Tuesday. Where's the, uh, there's no number. You have to go on social media to find out that I don't have right. social media to not get my number. I love that. That's a it's, great idea. It's the old time. to nowhere. Right. Except this podcast. It's like, well, I can watch them on Tuesday. I want to talk to them. Yeah, well, yeah. They can. No. They can talk take a number. <laughs> you know, they yeah. can talk to you by uh, sending us DMs. You can uh, add us at thirty nine DD. Show up at the you studio. Hashtag thirty nine DD show. You can come to a live taping on Mondays at Laughing Vikings or at other venues where we happen to be taping. Yep, wherever we happen to be so found. Uh, just, look for just us no in the guns future. Or machetes. You can That's hit us up know. on YouTube, no. or we'll spaghetti arm you. Yeah, your own risk. Your own peril. Yeah, come armed at your own risk. I got, I got, I got Batman and Robin here. Are you kidding? Plus, I got, I got War Vet Jim. I got Giant in the audience. I'll sit over here, put random hats on, and watch them kick your ass. Yeah, we got if you're in other countries and you can't physically get here for some reason or you're not able, you can also. You can always watch send your dick pics to Jabril at <laughs> Jabril the Thrill. Three on DD show. Let's do that. Can we? Uh, are we breaking any laws? If no. we say, if we no, give Jabril needs Jabril's, lots of dick pics. What's Jabril's? What's what's Jabril's uh, handle. Instagram handle? Flash in Jabril's Instagram handle, and anyone out there, whether it doesn't have to be your dick necessarily. No, but just, just any dick pic you think random. he might enjoy. Let's flood pro. his. Let's prank him and flood for not being here tonight. Well, he thinks we all have to be more open to dick pics. You a, know what I'm saying? So you don't have to send him one B, of yours. Just send him any dick pic you think he would enjoy. That's hilarious. So I'm it sorry, looks like Jabril. Uh, look, it could be. I'm sorry. I don't know. Look, it could be biology pics. Like I don't care if they're animals. I mean, right. really, the whole Doesn't point is it's just, it's just penis pictures that he thinks we all should be, be more comfortable dicks. with. It look. It looks like it's Jabril Abdi. So Jabril and then A B J A B R I L A B D I. Jabril the Thrill. You can nickname yeah, it. Yeah, straight up tick pics. Our our, ho- our homie hashtag our homie K Rock is hashtag uh, Jabril the Thrill. His face right so now. it's also. And you know what? If he gets if he gets one thousand dick pics, I will send him one because <laughs> because that is what it seems like we've been cruising for this whole time. For every dick pic that Jabril gets, we're going to donate a dollar to the Poppy Fund. It's all back to veterans. That's what we're doing. Hey, why not? I'll donate money for dick pics. So you guys, yeah, whatever. I mean, that looks like a guy who takes pictures of his dick, right? (laughs) All right. Um, Uh, What else should we say? Uh, Shout out to our fake sponsors. Um, 
Potential. I mean, these beers were great. Potential sponsors, not fake sponsors. Uh, we will be locking down some sponsors ASAP. If you're if business you, out there and you do want to work with us, want to. we can do that. Oh, yeah. Should we, should we finish on Baklava? Baklava uh, made this computer possible. Uh, find us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. So if you're not listening to us right now, I don't know how you're listening to this if you haven't already discovered us. But if you're not listening to this whole episode and somehow you're listening right now, I don't know how that's possible and that you can find us on those platforms. Yeah, or maybe you're on a platform right now and you want to switch platforms. We're on other places too. So Maybe it was your friend's device. Right. Maybe it was your friend's device. It really wasn't you. You didn't mean to. It's the first time, I swear, Mom. Maybe, it maybe was you your stumbled upon device. us, or, or maybe you're listening to this and you want to watch this. Maybe you have YouTube. ideas. Maybe, maybe you, you have suggestions. I never touched my 39 DD before, Mom. I swear. Maybe it you have questions happened. for Giant Bob. You got a question about being a giant? I had or this dream. Yeah, you can email us those questions. We'll email them these questions. They'll ask yeah. me. When he says email, you know, you know what he means. DM us on Instagram for <laughs> fuck's sakes. We do have an email. You can email us at 39ddshow at gmail.com. But who the fuck emails these days? Ah, Some people. I mean, if you do use that, we respect it and love (laughs) you. No, you're great. Forward your chain letters, (laughs) your jokes, everything. All right. You can look for us on your local bulletin boards. Hell, actually, if you write write us a letter (laughs) somehow, if you write us a letter somehow, Sign up. I'll give you $100. <laughs> Go down. Like if we actually somehow. If we receive stale mail. If a letter Kay. receives, if we receive a letter with a postage stamp, I will. I will, I will Laughing Viking Studio. Laughing Viking Studio. 696B. 696B. Queen Street East. <laughs> Toronto, Ontario. M as in Mary. 4 Mary. M4M1G9. Send it here uh, to Laughing Vikings. Who care of Giant Vikings? Bob or care of 39DD. I just wanted to see if weaponized autism could find the address here to send us mail. No anthrax. No anthrax. No weapons of Matt. Well, white, white powder. If you white really powder, yeah. I mean, if you want to send us a. This is a rock show. This is a rock show. Send weed. If you want to, that would be amazing. That's you can legal. send weed or bear. The That's government sends weed. You can do it. You want to be fan of the week? Send us government-sanctioned weed to our... Can you do Cara. that? Can you order weed to other people's houses? Yes. <laughs> it, it, it must really? be government-sanctioned, okay? Because they make the best stuff for the cheapest price. Is that what they Regulation, say? it's good for you, Spe- I swear. Speaking of that, Aurora, Seven Send Acres, us whatever. Or other legal... What are the other legal uh, companies? We need a, uh, we're looking for a sponsor. Yeah, Canopy. So. Canopy. Does fentanyl do sponsors? Um, also brought to you by fentanyl. What is what is cafe? Is cafe brought to you by fentanyl? Everything in moderation. Do. That store cafe. It's good in everything. All right. <laughs> Should we say goodbye? MST. That's it. Just want to say thank Kareem's you. Kareem is like aggressively shaking his, shaking, his shaking his head. All right, everybody. We did thank, it. Thanks to all of our thank veterans you. once thank again. You. We love thank you guys. Thank you. We love all you at home. Thank you, Laughing Viking Studio. And we're glad Lars is back, even though, you know, it's just Lars.